We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Two coronavirus vaccines have now been authorized by the United States. Last week it was Pfizer, now it's Moderna. The Food and Drug Administration has authorized an emergency rollout of the vaccine developed by Moderna Incorporated in cooperation with the National Institutes of Health. It is the second COVID-19 vaccine which the U.S. now has to fight the coronavirus by prevention. The FDA OK is the first authorization for the Moderna shot, which is very similar to the one from Pfizer and Germany's BioNTech, although Moderna's is easier to handle since it doesn't need to be stored at ultra-frozen temperatures. That report from correspondent George Bonzani. NIH Director Dr. Francis Collins says the arrival of these two vaccines marks a turning point in the battle against COVID-19. The new doses are set to arrive Monday. This is SRN News. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Step into Chet's shoes this season and give the gift of comfort with footwear from Timberland Pro, Keen, New Balance, and more. Chet's has insulated footwear in safety toe and regular toe. As always, socks and shoe inserts make great stocking stuffers. Not sure what to get that hard-to-shop-for person on your list? Get a Chet's shoes gift card. Chet's continues to make your shopping experience as safe as possible. Chet's thanks you for your patronage and wishes you a Merry Christmas. See us in Spring Lake Park or visit Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the part of the fun. Uh going to wish you Merry Christmas right now in case we run out of time at the end of the show. You never know. Uh, but um, we will be with you this week. Uh, just uh, signals for uh, coming uh, coming weeks. Uh, we're going to take the Christmas weekend off, but we will be here on uh, the day after New Year's to do a retrospective of 2020. 
which uh, Wyatt and I were talking before the show, my favorite commercial of 2020 has to be the Match.com uh, ad with Satan and 2020 dating. Uh, if you have not seen it, I, I assume that I assume that the internet has the ability to deliver that commercial to you anytime you want. If and if it doesn't win some kind of award for uh, best commercial of 2020, um, then 2020 is even less just than it has been now. I mean, which has been completely uh, unjust of a year. To bring you up to speed, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a number of things today. Um, Mostly to do with economics. Then uh, on the again, dark next week. We'll bring we'll have a replay for you, and then the week after, we're going to do the 2020 retrospective. And of course, the week after that is um, is Job Saturday. Uh, so that be on the ninth is Job Saturday. We'll we'll give you all the jobs report that will begin to put a bow on on the year 2020, and that's when we'll start uh, rolling out what we think 2021 looks like. We're gonna I'm going, to, I'm going to take the next few weeks to spend a lot of time thinking. Um, I did my 2020 thinking and started my 2021 thinking with our quarterly business report, uh, which came out last Sunday in the St. Cloud Times up here. We uh, had a review that's been done. If you follow us on Twitter at PoundKBRS, the video and the slides for the show, for the, excuse me, for the presentation that we did Thursday morning here over Zoom, which I know at least one of my listeners, regular listeners was at, and thank you for attending. Um, uh, those are available, uh, hosted by, uh, by the repository here in, in our library, university library, and my, my thanks to the people down at the library for, uh, preserving that information for us they've preserved by the way if you if you really want to know all about the that that report it goes all the way back to december of 1998 i was not initially the author of it i didn't come on for about five and a half years but we've just finished up year 22 of this survey and this is um and we've been doing it every quarter for 22 years um there's going to be a humongous celebration when we get to uh to uh to 100 and don asked will would the retrospective show come with uh with adult beverages ah possibly although that would mean we have to pre-record it um not sure well maybe we do that in which case we might change location because um such beverages are not permitted on a public on public land in a in a public building and i do not need I do not need a television station taking a picture in a dean's office of uh, somebody holding uh, a, a, a brown liquid and, a, and an ice cube. But just one ice cube. Anyway, 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. 651-289-4477. I'm reading overnight, or late yesterday, I should say, the... The Congress passed a two-day spending bill. I'm going to read you from, this is from the New York Times piece by Emily Cochran. Uh, I don't have a time stamp on it, so I, but it looks like this was done late yesterday afternoon. Uh, heading off a government shutdown with hours to spare, Congress on Friday approved a two-day spending bill to avert a weekend lapse in funding while negotiators struggled to clear away the final stubborn hurdles to a $900 billion stimulus compromise. Now, there's a few things to say about this, and I'm going to play a few clips for you to, to say, say this. Um, I hold Professor Larry Summers in great esteem. Um, I think he's a really bright guy. He's certainly a member he was a member of the Clinton White House as as Treasury Secretary. He's certainly a man with different ideological views than I have, but he's an excellent, excellent economist. And I, I and I heard and he was on. I'm going to forget which which station this was on. So hang on just a second. Be sure I get this right. Um, this is on Bloomberg, I believe. Yes. Um, this was on Bloomberg yesterday 
Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Is this the right one? Uh, no. Yes, this was also on Bloomberg. Yes. So this is Lawrence Summers yesterday, yesterday on Bloomberg uh, talking about the impending uh, stimulus bill. And, and let's just play that clip. Better than the alternative. Good insurance against uh, things going wrong. Uh, glad to see more investments in uh, testing. Really sorry to see that we're not supporting state and local governments. It's not a healthy thing that we couldn't reach some kind of compromise on the liability issue and the state and local uh, government issue. That's really a very poor reflection on our system. And I'm not sure we need it in across the board set of checks uh, for households at this date, given that the vaccine is on the way, given that there's very substantial accumulated savings in large parts of the household sector. So there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in that, in, in that uh, 49 second clip. So let me, let me, let me, let me tell you where they are right now. At one point, the goal was to have, instead of the stimulus checks, there was going to be payments made to support state and local governments along with, with, with an, an additional amount of money for uh, PPP loans, which we've talked about here on the show several times. And there was a desire to provide a liability shield for businesses who made good faith efforts to combat uh, coronavirus from being sued by both customers and but from employees, basically to give them some protection. As long as you acted reasonably, that you would you would get some protection. Um, the the politics of this, I will let. I, I I normally would let my friends Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson talk about, and the other pieces of the Northern Alliance. Uh, I think I'm not sure what their plans are, but my guess is Mitch is on today, one to three. Brad's on one to three tomorrow. That's their normal time. Sometimes they switch chairs. I don't, I don't get that. But uh, anyway, um, uh, anyway, they'll, they'll, they normally cover the politics of this, but it's important to know that one side, the Republican side, did not want sort of unrestricted funding going to state and local government. Um, for a variety of reasons um, that I'm not going to take the time to explain. Uh, Democrats did not want the the liability shield because they thought it would forgive a lot of bad behavior, some bad things that were, were done by businesses. And there'd be an argument about how much would the shield protect. Anyway, what happened was a bipartisan decision was made to take those elements the state and local government funding, the liability shield, rip them out of the bill and take the money that would have been used for the state and local government fix and instead send the money directly to households. Now, by and large, I like the whole idea of sending checks to households. In a normal world, tax cuts usually mean good things except here, I'm going to make two points. One, it may, what happened after the great, what happened after the CARES Act was that money went in at a time when it could not feasibly be spent because we had closed not just bars and restaurants, but a lot of retail stores were closed. Remember, back in April and May, uh, we bought tons of things to try to keep counters clean, disinfecting this, that, and the other. We, we, and while we were trying to get in place everything we needed in terms of cleaning, we closed a lot more places than are currently closed, even with the restrictions that governors around and, and mayors around the country have put in place, including Governor Walls. We're closing a lot fewer places before because we have a better feel for where is the virus, where is the virus being spread and where is the virus not being spread. Um, I agree with you, by the way. 
I would love to go to a restaurant, but but telling me I, I, I can only eat outside, and oh, by the way, you can't have the igloo. You have to have two sides open, okay? Effectively, that's really not making the restaurant open, okay? Just stop the charade, okay? So, I, I, all right, someone asked me, well, what grade do you give Governor Walls for his handling of the crisis? And I said, oh, probably Probably like a B plus. He doesn't get an A. He's done so. He's got some things wrong, but by and large, he hasn't. He, I mean, he stepped on a banana peel or two, but he's gotten right back up and not done a horrible job. I would say. I mean, I mean, I look. I, I just say. I say to people, I, I look over at Michigan and say, Oh my heavens, what a disaster! And you know, for all, for all his uh, flaws that you might say, Tim Walz has never been to French the French Laundry, so. Um, and if you don't know what that means, good. You probably pay less attention. You probably are paying a healthy lack of attention to the news. So the remaining bill, the remaining bill, removing, removing the, 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 uh, liability shield, removing the state and local government piece to try to just pass. We're just going to send cash out. We're going to send some to businesses. We're going to send some to households. Uh, we're going to extend unemployment insurance, which I think is a very big deal, and I think it's imp- I think that in part, that in fact is the part that I say, get the dang bill done right now, All right? But I agree with Summers. I don't know that you need an additional what appears to be settled on six hundred dollars per taxpayer, when in fact there's plenty of savings out there. There is not a lack of demand for goods and services. Heck. There's, you know, we, we talked about, we talked about last week, there continues to be tremendous slowdowns in the, you know, just because of uh, capacity constraints of being able to deliver goods and services in, you know, in terms of holiday gifts this season. So I don't think there's a demand, there's, there's a lack of demand and tax cuts is something to stimulate demand. I don't think demand is what we need to stimulate. I think we need to fix supply issues, and I think that means getting the vaccine out and getting more people to participate in. But I have some more things to talk about with this because I, we did during this quarterly business report review, we did some surveying of the people that attended, and I got a couple really, really interesting responses I want to share with you. Nobody's heard this before. It's just between us here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Don't go away. Stay tuned for more of The King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? The Business VIP Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Business VIP Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced, if there were no breaking news updates, what if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? 
Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Is your child struggling in school? Get the help you need now at half price with a voucher from Sylvan Learning. Students in Sylvan's personalized tutoring program typically see up to two to three times more growth in scores than other kids. Now get a $2,500 Sylvan Learning voucher for just $1,250 through this special offer from Sylvan in this station. Only two left. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. I love good Christmas songs. That one's not a bad one. I dinner last night. We enjoyed some takeout from a local uh, local Asian restaurant and uh, discussed worst Christmas songs ever. Wyatt, does one come immediately to your mind? You know, it's interesting. I heard this topic actually uh, earlier this year, and there was three of them that they listed. The one for me that stood out that I would agree with is. And this is just a personal opinion. Maybe there's somebody listening that loves this song. Nothing personal against you, but all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus or whatever. I don't even know what the title is. To me, that's my least favorite Christmas song by far. Do you mean all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth? No, no. That one, I wouldn't. I, that's not a great one by any means. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily put that at the very bottom. Uh, do you, you know the song I'm talking about where. I may not even know that particular version. Is it the same? Is it the same two uh, different lyrics? No, it's it's completely different. Oh, actually, I, okay. I, I butchered the title. I'll send it during the break here. I'll send you a link to it. You can listen okay. to it. Okay. All right. We're not playing it on the, on what, the show. Though. What's yours though? Um, now that you say that, what what's the worst one for you? Um, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Okay, I, fair, I, fair enough. The, per, the, per, the, the person that wrote that des- deserves to burn in the, in the eternal <laughs> fires. Okay, I, 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 without mercy. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's a jury that would convict me. That's um, <laughs> just off, beyond awful. Um, um, uh, and you can you can call in six five one two eight nine four 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 seven seven with your worst Christmas carol or your best, your best song, not a carol. Well, you know what? You can use carols. All right, you can use you can use religious songs. We are we are after all here on a here here on a station that uh, has uh, religious values. So um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and include those. Um, why not? Uh, because that op- that opens up to a lot of great songs as well. Um, uh, so uh, because mine, if you want to know mine, the song that makes me go, man, it's Christmas. Is O Come All Ye Faithful is always like that's that's my go to carol. Um, even though I probably shouldn't be the one to sing it because because the high note on there is now just a little bit out of my reach. I used to have good range, I could hit all the notes, and I'm just a I'm a little flat on that top note. So I will spare you that. Um anyway. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We can include those questions. Uh, coming up later in the show, I'm going to warn you in advance. We're actually going to talk about the economics of 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 the sporting industry of the sports industry in one int- one way that uh, that Wyatt and I both find interesting, and which af- which affects him personally. I think, uh, uh, or certainly he has a personal view on that. Uh, and I wanted, I wanted to share that. And so we're going to do that. I'm going to warn you in advance when we start that, because I know I got listeners who occasionally say, say, Oh God, you guys are going to talk about sports. It's like, well, first of all, it's the economics of sports. It's not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you about the greatness of LeBron James. 
Um, if you can't figure that out, I can't help you. Um, but I'm going to warn you in advance so that if you decide you want to go do something else, you'll know when to you'll know when to tune out. Okay, but not yet because right now I want to talk about I want to talk about the stimulus package. I want to talk to you as well about about why they're having the fight and why I think this is a good fight to have. This is a good fight to have. In the fights being led by one Republican senator, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania. And I'm I'm going to say right now to get, sort of cut to the punchline of the, of this of this particular hour. Good for you, Pat Toomey. About time somebody stood up and said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are we doing here? And this isn't all an argument over the, the Fed's power, the Federal Reserve's powers, and the Treasury Secretary's powers. And goes to an awesome column uh, written by David Bonson. David Bonson, some of you who read, <coughs> excuse me, some of you who read National Review may be aware of who David Bonson is. He is an investment advisor. He runs a he runs a, the Bonson Group. Um, their main strategy apparently is to uh, advise uh, advise uh, individual investors uh, about the value of dividend stocks. Um, that's that's a gross oversimplification of what he does, but but it'll work for now. Because I'm going to read you some some pieces of Bonson's column this week. He, his his column is frequently referred to as the Dividend Cafe, so it gives you a feel for what that is. But let me start back in the New York Times article. This is the second paragraph after saying they've passed a two-day stopgap measure. The measure signed by President Trump late Friday night bought time for lawmakers to haggle over a number of unresolved issues in the emerging deal, including a dispute over a last-minute Republican demand to bar the Federal Reserve from restarting a series of pandemic relief programs and potentially limit some of its powers to fight financial crises in the future. That, that last-minute demand, I'm going to scroll down to you, comes from Pat Toomey. Um, as of right now, we have not re- reached a final agreement, regretfully, Senator Mitch McConnell, Republican of, Te- of Kentucky and Majority Leader, said Friday evening on the Senate floor. There is no reason why federal government funding should lapse while we hammer out our remaining differences. Um, okay, so uh, let, me, let me scroll down here. The elements of the recovery plan have been clear for months, but in the final hours of negotiation, a new issue surfaced that was scuttling final agreement. Senator Patrick J. Toomey, Republican of Pennsylvania, proposed a measure that would bar a future Treasury Secretary from restarting five emergency loan programs that the Fed has created to provide an economic backstop during the pandemic. The programs have kept credit flowing to medium-sized businesses, state and local governments, and corporations. All right. Now, I realize that, uh, what's her name, Ms. Cochran, the the journalist reporting this is working on this story in a hurry because she's got to both write the story about the two-day stopgap measure and then get right back to report on what they hope will be a bill that gets passed this weekend okay but that particular piece i just wrote is a little on the sloppy side and we are seeing a whole lot of posturing regarding this let me give you a bit of the posturing this is Representative Alana, Alana Presley from Massachusetts. Those of you who follow politics uh, a lot, this, this is a member of, quote-unquote, the squad, the group of four uh, female, uh, female representatives who were all elected in 2018, the most famous of which is, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Representative Presley is another member of, of, the, of that group of four. Um, she took to the floor uh, of the House yesterday and said this. The people we have taken an oath to serve and protect need direct cash to survive the winter. We must send them survival checks immediately. Some of my colleagues are patting themselves on the back for sending corporations payouts, corporations, by the way, who have profited off of people during this pandemic, and shaming families on the edge. Shame on them. 
their theatrics and their callousness, 450 pennies a day for the last nine months. That's what our government has sent the American people to weather this crisis. So that only covers the $1,200 stimulus check. So yes, if you if you take 1,200 if you take 1,200 and you divide it by the number of days since the CARES Act passed, it comes out to about $4.50 a day. Yes, Representative Presley, you're correct. You've you've done your, you or your staff have done their math. Excellent. That's not all that got sent out. That's not all that's waiting. But what? Senator Toomey is doing is something that I think is a little more, little more important. So remember, and, 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 and I said, I don't think this is well written. The programs have kept credit flowing to medium-sized businesses, state and local governments and corporations. Two state and local governments have borrowed money through this Fed facility, the state of Illinois and, and the MTA from New York City. The, the, the subway system. That's it. That's all that have drawn money so far. So that part of your sentence, eh, you might be overstating the case just a little bit. Medium-sized businesses received money from PPP, the amount of corporate money that went out there. We've talked about this already, right? Of the $450 billion that was pledged to these various facilities, the Fed had only managed to put in place about 20, uh, take that back, 32 million of it, 32 billion of it, excuse me, 32 billion of it. It all that's been requested is pull back the remainder. What, pre, what Senator Toomey is asking is let's put a provision in this act to say the future Treasury Secretary, most likely to be, of course, former Fed Chair Janet Yellen, is not to hit the switch and push this and, and turn this back on. There is some discomfort, I think, among among some senators, and I'm going to assume that Senator Toomey is one of them, about the fact that we're about to have we're about to have Chair Jay Powell's predecessor become the Treasury Secretary. That might feel to some people a little cozy, and there's an assertion by some that the Treasury Secretary can put that money into the Fed toward that purpose without congressional action, even though Congress passed the money to be put in place in the CARES Act and put an expiration date of December 31st. This is where that concern is right now, and this is where I want to turn to talk about the, about the column, this excellent column written this week by, by uh, David Bonson. I'm going to talk about that right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482-8399. 482-8399. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. 
issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe. And Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. So this is the answer to the question of the song that makes you th- think most about Christmas if you ask my son. That's his favorite. Every It, it, it is funny. It was like when he was a teenager, I would hear him hum this song around the house every December. And it's like, why do you like this? He says, I don't know. I just I just really, really like that. I, I can um, agree with that, though, King. I don't know what it is. I, I think that's one of my favorites by far. Just this version of it, though. The Andy yeah. Williams version is just fantastic. It, isn't it true that I mean, there are certain people that only seem to come out at, at Christmas with, with the musical specials and, you know, Around around this area, Lori Line comes out pretty regularly, or Mariah Carey now seems to become has has seemed to become the new Andy Williams. Agreed. Uh, in that you didn't hear Andy Williams except during except during Christmas, it seemed, um, which is certainly not true. He had specials other times of the year, but the only one you ever paid attention to was the Christmas one, and in part because he would do that song. Right. So, I love that. I do. Um, the. Um, Anyway, 651-289-4477. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you, Vincent. Jingle Bells is, a, is an excellent answer. Excellent answer. Not the one for me, but it's an excellent answer. I have to recognize that Jingle Bells, sure. If you hear Jingle Bells, you're immediately going to think of Christmas. Of course. Um, so let me turn now to to this particular piece. And this gets to, and I, I'm actually writing an abstract to a paper that I an academic paper I think I'm going to take to a conference next year particularly given that I might be able to still do it virtually travel is a pain for for administrators because we kind of need to be around the campus more or less all the time Uh, so I don't go travel to present papers at conferences very often but every once in a while I get I, I get to go do it just because I feel like I need to still stay active in, in with my research agenda. And I haven't written a paper about the Fed uh, probably six years uh, now, so I feel like I, I feel like I'm overdue. And I've been thinking about this topic for quite a bit, but frankly, uh, Bonson's column, and I will I will ret- I tweeted it out this morning at pound KBRS. Um, and you will see, and, 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 I, and, and he is tagged in it, and I want to thank him for writing this because I thought it was so good. And this is, it starts as a very personal piece. He's reflecting on the 25th anniversary of his father's death, and he says, what's changed in those 25 years? Uh, and he says, what's the one thing that's changed? And, and he comes on the answer that the Fed has changed. And he points to what I think is a really interesting event. Now, and I have to, I will, I will tell you where I was when this all happened. 
So in 1998, I had finished my work with the at my first significant post. Uh, the longest time I spent in any country working as an advisor was in Ukraine in 1995 and 1996. But and then I went back to the I went back I came back here to St. Cloud. Um, I gathered while I was there about three months into it. I said, you know, someone's going to have to write a book about this. And I'm like uniquely positioned for the next nine months. This is almost like I'm getting this super duper paid sabbatical to study, to study Ukraine. So I took advantage of it and I wrote a book. Um, I don't, you know, I, I'm not trying to sell my book. It's actually out of print. So don't, don't, you can, you can find it in a used bookstore, perhaps, uh, if the used bookstore has rummaged around, old archaic economics books about Eastern Europe. Well, if you did that, you might find it. Um, so I was coming back. So I was that summer in 1998. I'm working, doing a short-term advising uh, project in, in Cairo for the Central Bank of Egypt. Um, and, and I'm returning back in early August from this. Um, I actually have some family, some distant relatives in Cairo and in, uh, and in Alexandria. So I, you, I took advantage of this to also visit with them. Um, and I had had a nice time. And I remember being on the plane, flying out of Cairo, and I had to go someplace in Europe. And I'm going to guess Amsterdam because that was my normal way of routing myself back to Minnesota because you could always get a direct out of Amsterdam to Minneapolis on the old Northwest Airlines. So I'm going to guess that was what I was doing. And I'm sitting reading the New York, the, the International Herald Tribune, not the New York Times, but it's, the story was written by the New York Times. And I had been watching as one country after another in Southeast Asia is running into trouble. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting on the plane and, and I get handed the International Herald Tribune and the story is that Russia has announced it's going to default on its bonds. So this is August of 1998. Down buried in the story is a statement from, from the U.S. Treasury Department, a joint statement between the Treasury Department, which I think still had Larry Summers as the secretary at the time. I, I, think, I think he had, because there had been Rubin originally, then Summers, and I want to say there was one more whose name I'm going to blank on for the time being. I'll, I'll, Wiki will answer this for me later. Um, uh, but uh, I think Summers was Secretary Greenspan was, was the head of the Fed, and they came out and jointly said that the Treasury and the Fed would work in concert to support financial markets at this time. Bonson notes that this, this, this would be about the point. Russia, it was, I'm reading from this column, it was 1998 when we saw significant disruptions in financial markets in the middle of the year. Russia defaulted on its debt. And again, I remember, I remember reading it in the paper on the plane, and I was flying back, and I'm going to say it was the first week of August. Again, you can go look it up. Devalues Currents in August. Emergency markets were pummeled behind currency crises in Thailand, Indonesia, and Korea. Sidebar, Indonesia was the next place I went after Egypt. I went there two summers later. On, a, on another project to help their help their work. Long-term capital management blew up during that time. These were profound events, but U.S. GDP growth was on fire regardless. Unemployment was extremely low, and yet the Fed cut rates three times in the fall of 1998 in response to some of these negative events in financial markets. The stock market loved it, real estate loved it, and the Greenspan put would become a key part of the financial lexicon driving American policy. That's a very important paragraph, and I think it's, it's fundamentally true. This is the point where it started. Now, remember, we don't get quantitative easing till 2007, but the seeds for quantitative easing... I don't want to even say they're planted then, because you can go back and find earlier events. We've had, I'm not, not sure if he's listening today or not, he sometimes listens to us. We've had Vern McKinley on the show, who's written, a, who's, who's written some, some very, very interesting things, including a history of Citibank. Um, 
And he's written about these bailouts that have happened before, uh, uh, bailing out, say, Penn Central, uh, um, Continental Illinois in the 80s. Uh, you could go through and find a number of events where, where they've done that. But for the Fed to swing in, not just with an immediate, let's fix this one bank at this one time, let's get them over the hump, to actually hosing down the economy with cash, which it did in the second half of 1998. And the recession and the stock market bubble popping in 2000, well, the bubble was inflated in no small part, I agree with Bonson on this, by our actions in 98 to help out our our trading partners in Southeast Asia and in part to help out the Russians by making credit cheaper and giving them an opportunity to refinance their, their defaulted bonds at lower rates. Fast forward to today, and here the Fed gets this, this line of credit from the Treasury. It uses less than 10% of the money it's offered. The Treasury says, well, I guess you didn't really need that much. We're going to take it back. And everyone is melting down. And, I, and I'm trying to, I, I'm just watching this as like, it's like, this is not the Federal Reserve I grew up around. I wrote my very first paper in economics on the independence of the Federal Reserve and the independence of the Swiss National Bank and the independence of, at that time, the Bundesbank, back when West Germany and East Germany were separate countries. This was back in the early 1980s. And, and we started to write about what does it mean for it to be independent? And what, what, we, what we meant in part was Independence meant that the Federal Reserve was not going to be engaged in directly financing government debt. That, that, that a wall between the Treasury's operations and the Federal Reserve's operations was vital to protecting the independence of the Fed. And we argued at that time, and I still argue 30-some years later, going on nearly 40 years later, I still argue that that independence is what keeps us having lower inflation rates, better uh, a better quality of money than other countries have. That is what is at stake in my mind and what Senator Toomey is trying to protect in this and why I think Senator Toomey is doing, is doing yeoman's work in trying and saying, you know, maybe we should maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit on this lending. I'm going to come back after this and and have you listen just one more time to to what it is that's going on. Bells on Bob's Hill rang, making spirits bright. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com. 
If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Are you in charge of cleaning and sanitization at your food production facility? American Pressure has the tools to help you. Custom high-pressure conveyor wash systems save time and water and help you automate cleaning. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442, and we'd be happy to come visit you at your location. Buy local, buy quality. Visit AmericanPressure.com. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, yes. Oh, come, oh, come. We're going to wait for it. This is the note. That's it. That note, for some reason will get me unless it, from time to time I don't quite get that one right anyway 651-289-4477 favorite Carol you can hand it to me that'd be great we're talking about the stopgap bill and the last hurdles to getting a stimulus bill passed again I think the best bill would have been not to have the stimulus checks I don't think they're needed but if that's what it takes to get the extension of unemployment insurance, which I do think is needed, those those checks run out next week, and particularly with this second wave, third wave, whatever wave you think it is of COVID, whatever you think is the uh, whatever you think to be the uh, 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 whatever you think of where the economy is right now, it's pretty clear that there's still people who are experiencing unemployment who've experienced unemployment for more than the 39 weeks that would be out there right now for many folks. Um, I think we need to, I think we need to, to put some money to that. I thought it was perfectly appropriate for Secretary Mnuchin and the, and the, the White House to repurpose the money that they'd given to the Fed Um and that they give in the Fed and say, well, if you're not going to use it, we could use it for this instead. Seems perfectly reasonable to me. But people are actually having, are, are actually having upset over this. Um, on Thursday, uh, um, on Thursday we had, uh, we had, uh, let me, we had, yeah, I'm trying to remember who, who this person is. I've forgotten his name. Oh, um. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out in a moment. Um, on Thursday, we had a, 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 a senator pop, up, uh, excuse me, a, a representative pop on to Bloomberg to talk about, uh, to talk about, uh, the, uh, the stimulus bill. This is French Hill from Arkansas talking about it. Let's go ahead and play that cut, please. This debate about the Fed uh, funding is uh, an important one, but the Fed has the sufficient resources in the new year with a new administration to take actions uh, that they uh, might need to do in the case of a market 
liquidity challenge. In the meantime, this CARES Act money was not needed to the extent that we appropriated it. And I think Pat Toomey and Mitch McConnell have done the right thing by proposing to take it back into the Treasury and reallocate it in a much more targeted, needed way, such as rental assistance, extending unemployment compensation, extending the Paycheck Protection Program. So that's the idea. That's the purposing of the money. And I think that makes, makes eminent sense. I don't know that I would have gone with the stimulus checks. That's okay. Again, if it if it's necessary to get that passed, then to get that, then fine. But what they're trying to do, this is from the New York Times column this morning. Um, uh, did his proposal affect? Toomey says. My proposal affects a very narrow universe of lending facilities and is emphatically not a broad overhaul of the Federal Reserve's emergency lending authority. Right? Toomey is actually trying to be fairly reasonable. If it was me, if it was me, I might go a little further. But what it's saying is, in essence is you're not going to have a facility lending money out to state and local governments. You're not because you don't have any experience doing that. It doesn't seem to work well. You're not going to run something to do direct financing of corporations or buying government bond, or buying corporate bonds. That's not in your that's not in your per your, your remit at this time. And importantly, they've had for 22 years figured out how to take money in the exchange stabilization fund and use it in loans front you know use it in loans sent by the fed out to say other central banks that's part of what happened in 1998 uh they created credit facilities they've always had the ability to do that and they they extended that out into buying u.s securities and they have the ability to do that too I wish they'd, they'd try to restrict some of that, but I understand that that's probably that I'm probably a table for one at that dinner. That's okay. I think it's good. I think, but I I think Bonson is absolutely correct to say that we have gone way past what where we were in 1998, and I think it's perfectly fine for a senator to stop the process for at least a weekend which is all he's got right now is two days to say, whoa, hang on here. Well, let's, let's be sure we're not doing too much of this. And, and honestly, if he's a little bit distrustful of, um, of the fact that uh, the new Treasury Secretary is the old Fed chair, yeah, I don't 100% blame him for that either. We'll be back with more of what did the Fed do this week. Well, they actually did something kind of interesting. We'll get to that and a little bit of of the economics of sports. Next hour, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows... You can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. 
If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com.